Well, hey guys, you're listening to the Timmy Riggs Podcast, Life in the Meantime. Where again, my ultimate goal is to help people no matter where they're at. Maybe they're working at a church. Maybe they're working in a business and they've got a career. Maybe they have a uh, their own company and business that they're running. Or, or maybe they're a college student about to take that next step. Or, or maybe they're a little later in life and they're ready to make a transition. Whatever it is, I just am here uh, to not talk about any kind of new wisdom, but really just kind of share wisdom that's already out there and stuff that I'm learning from my experiences. I'm not an expert. I'm just sharing my experiences And uh, so today, we're talking about purpose. It's the third P following potential and passion. And it's one of the main things that people desire to live into in this day and age. If you were talking to anyone in life and you gave them an option between living a life that is stagnant, boring, and complacent, I mean, I literally just bored myself reading that, versus a life full of adventure, impact, and purpose, I don't think anyone alive would pick the first option. Everyone wants a life of purpose, on purpose, right? But what does that really mean? And if we get to the bottom of it, is it something that people are really willing to step into? Now, here's my hypothesis. I've been saying this for a few years now, and it's something I try to remind myself of as well. And here's what I think in this current age that we're living in, that in this time, in which we live, it has never been easier to step into a life of purpose. That's good news. The reason is because the alternative, a life where we just float, veg out on social content, and just live day to day, is actually even easier. Wait a second. So living a life of purpose has never been easier, but also living a life of just coasting has never been easier. So what do I mean by that? Well, the bad news is a great life of purpose isn't necessarily easier But the road is narrow and the travelers are few because the other option comes so natural and it's much easier to find ourselves in the habit of just coasting. So just look around. The type of lifestyle that most people conform to is a life that leads to wishing we led a more purposeful existence. There's some guys on social media right now. They're just going to gas stations, grocery stores, and basically just stopping people and saying, hey, are you happy? And usually, it's, I mean, the content they're posting is someone kind of saying like, I don't know, not really. And they'll ask them why. And usually this person describes a pretty good life. But for whatever reason, they can't seem to find out truly how to live a life on purpose. So we have to figure out what the opposite of that road is, and we have to take it. Here's kind of an example. Dave Ramsey, the debt payoff king, he categorizes his teachings as weird in this day and age. That The desire to avoid consumer debt, manage finances well, and position yourself in a place of financial abundance so you can give, contribute, and build is something so antithetical to how our culture lives that going down that path almost seems odd. We might want to fake that, path, but actually living it is hard and odd. But Dave didn't build a $220 million cash debt-free business because people love money and they're so greedy, but rather people are attracted to the idea of true freedom and purpose. And it's a harder path, but it's a path that stands out easily because so few choose to take it. Recently, I did a purge of all the influential characters I follow on social media And I stopped following literally any business account, ESPN, pretty much every celebrity pastor, and most social media influencers. 
they were literally just wearing me out. I mean, it was exhausting me and it was, you know, giving me FOMO, which I was like, I know this isn't real. I know this isn't their real life. Like, and so I was like, I just don't want this mess in my life. But I did continue to follow a few. And they're the type of influencers who aren't promising insane wealth or business hacks or anything like that. In fact, most of them are preaching about healthy habits that are actually really hard to stick to. Yet the ROI, the return on investment of these habits, bring new levels of purpose to all the six major components that I talk about that I think are in your life, which are your spiritual uh, mindset, your physical, your mental, your relational, vocational, and financial. They're essentially the teachers that point to discipline equaling freedom. And I believe that to be true. But even deeper than that, we have all heard that if we don't have a major why in our life, it's going to be pretty tough to stick to any specific types of disciplines. Your why or your purpose will ultimately be the thing that helps you travel down the narrow path farther than just a faint goal might. So here's what I think your purpose is not. And this is not new. No new wisdom here. I'm just giving you a little bit different flavor on things that have been said, right? Here's what purpose is not, at least on the surface. Your purpose is not your job. You may uh, be able to live out your purpose within your job, but your job does not automatically identify you as either living in or out of your purpose. Okay, so here is my personal example. If you followed along at all on my podcast, you've heard me talk about this before. If you're new to it, here you go. Up until this year, this last 365 days before that, the six years prior, I was a pastor on staff at a church. I worked at two great churches. I was developed extremely well within that job. I had giftings and talents refined while I was in that role. And I also began to realize what I wasn't great at or passionate about. While being a pastor on staff, I always kind of scratched a little entrepreneurial itch that I had by kind of doing a few different side hustles. And I was, uh, I was beginning to come up to a crossroad of what might be next for me. I wouldn't say an existential crisis, but I was just kind of wondering, you know, what's next? And I think that's always how I will function. I I've tried to ignore it. And honestly, at times I've been jealous of people who can get on the bus, they find their seat and love sitting in that spot for the rest of their life but I am just not wired that way. And the beauty is I don't have to be. That's what I'm trying to accept more and more. And not everyone has to be wired like me. I began to realize that I didn't necessarily feel like being in full-time pastoral role was the position I was going to remain in, at least for now. So one year ago, I made the jump to running my window cleaning and pressure washing business, my custom Christmas light business. And um, I don't know what you would call this, but basically my freelance speaking career. Right? Uh, throughout this year, I um, have had moments of wondering if this is how it would always be or if there might be another step in my future, right? And part of it is because nothing is as packaged as usually it seems to be even from the outside or from perspective. As I look back on this year, it's amazing all the things that I have done, uh, maybe some of the successes that I have found in my businesses. Speaking-wise, I've spoken 31 times this year, way more than I ever expected. Um, so that was really really cool. Um, and as I kind of wrestle with the thought of like, well, is there another step for me? And kind of the beauty of wrestling in those thoughts, uh, on a pretty regular basis, I leaned big time on my wife and my friends, my families and mentors. And I began to realize that that's just not really the question I should be asking. The question is not, you know, what, what's the next step or what, what's the other thing out there for me, right? Uh, I hear a lot that what you do isn't who you are. And I halfway agree with that. 
But I mean, what you do vocationally is a pretty, pretty big portion of your life. So you better hope it kind of lines up with who you are, right? But the important part of the statement is essentially you don't have to wrap up your entire self-worth, your identity, and your purpose in what you do. If I can be honest, I don't love cleaning windows. That might surprise you. Uh, but running a business, uh, learning from all of my mistakes that I make pretty much on a regular day basis, and seeing growth when the effort is correctly placed is a really rewarding feeling. Beyond that, I encounter all types of new people throughout my days and weeks, and that's always pretty fun for me too. The revelation has taken me a while to grasp, and it's that I'm not taking steps to my purpose. It's not like I'm trying to get to my purpose, but rather I'm taking steps of purpose. That a pretty put together slideshow of my life is only seen on social media, not in my actual day-to-day -day life. So, though I still wrestle a little bit with the question of, am I supposed to run a window cleaning business? The real question I should be asking is a lot less existential and should be more of, what am I learning as I run my window cleaning business? And how might I continue to take steps of purpose while I do it? That may be where you find yourself, not necessarily in a role that you love to be in forever, yet it's the role you're in. So how, in the meantime, can you see it as an opportunity to, again, unlock your potential, passion, and purpose? What gifts can you discover within yourself? What talents can you refine? And just as important, what weaknesses have you recognized? Some may be worth working on and some not. Your job title does not equal your purpose. But within your job title, you can live out your purpose. I'm not trying to be vague or euphoric, but rather just really clear about the fact that who you are doesn't have to be boxed into a title. Now, on the other hand, there are, however, a few titles that I do believe have to be connected to your purpose. For me, those titles are husband, father, son, brother, and friend. All pretty basics. But the guiding light for who I desire to be in all those titles are that I'm also a follower of Jesus. I cannot escape, escape those titles, and those are 100% who I am. Also, those are titles that I desire to be the very best of each that I can be. For me, my faith plays a pivotal role in how I live out my purpose. As I investigate the life of Jesus, I find myself always wanting to be more like him. When I see myself actually doing that, then the way in which I live into those above titles are always improved. I become a better husband, dad, son, brother, and friend. Alternatively, I just also become better at my job titles as well. When I start to respond to customers in the type of way I think Jesus would, it only makes our working relationships better. There is no way I could pretend to name all your titles. But the ultimate thing for us to understand is that you have titles that do 100% connect to your purpose, and you have some titles that don't. I believe it's crucial that we make sure that we don't confuse them, right? As I said above, I believe that living into our purpose is definitely a road that can at times be more challenging. It takes more effort, more intention, more action, and yet at the same time, less control. Here's how I want to land the plane on the second half of this episode. Um, I'm still trying to formulate the right type of language around this, so it may come out a little raw, but this is kind of what I've been thinking about a lot lately. And uh, one year, I think it was 2019, my word of the year was produce. I'm an idea guy. It's easy for me to create visions of what can be, and I'm a really good starter. It's like one of my best strengths. But at times, easily for me, 
Uh, it's easy for me to give up one idea that I start for the new shiny one that just popped in my head. I wanted to produce things that year that mattered. And, and that was the year that that word was on the forefront of my mind uh, uh, for everything that I did. That year I started this podcast. I refined my public speaking abilities. I bought a duplex, rehabbed it with my wife, began renting it out. I expanded some of my side hustles. And I put on, at that time, a weekly college service with the goal of it being excellent. I saw a ton of fruit from my labor. When it comes to Christianity, and, and this might be a little out of your regular topic of thought, but sometimes within the church world, our Christian faith can become about production. That what I do for God is how I am in good graces with God. The issue is that often quickly will lead to legalism. The idea that my doing is what is most important to God. And when I line up in that thought for too long, it's really easy to start paying attention to what others are doing as well. And that can become a slippery slope. So what does this have to do with your purpose in life? Your purpose is wrapped up in both grace and production. And there's got to be a really, really strong line between the two, or it can get easily twisted. The grace that you are given, I believe by God, is the grace that you alone just naked and bare, stripped off of all your accolades, effort, and intentions is the grace in knowing that you are beyond valuable. Period. Your life matters. You are here on purpose. There is nothing that you can do to earn that. You are intrinsically valuable. If we can't accept that, then pretty much this whole problem of living a life of purpose is solved. And yes, it is sometimes a mystical idea, and it, it's a mindset, and it's a belief. But I think we can get there, and I think it helps solve this problem. When we accept that we're not an accident and that we can never be more loved than we are right now, then we get to operate out of a sense of high value and self-worth. If you and I accept that, then that is the default setting in which we operate from. So the shift is then that we are here to operate, to create, and to cultivate. That is to say, we are here to produce. If you were talking about the marketplace now, shift over, then the truth is ultimately that in your job or business, you are compensated for the level of value you bring. You are rewarded for what you produce. This goes beyond just actual work too. What type of attitude do you produce? What level of excellence do you produce? How do you affect the culture with your production? And are you producing more solutions than you are problems? The result of your production isn't the thing that makes you live a purposeful life, but the process of how you produce is definitely connected to it. Let me say that again. The result of your production isn't the thing that makes you live a purposeful life, but the process of how you produce is definitely connected to it. In this world of watered down, everyone's a TV reality star, uh, it's easy to lose sight on the fact that we have a lot of control of the type of life we produce. Our friendships, marriages, network, finances, physical health, and mental state is extremely connected to the type of production that we bring to the table. And I 100% don't want to seem negative or like I'm pointing fingers, like this is a message for me too. But ultimately, the life we are living now is the result of the production we have been putting in over the past few years. And as I said before, this is probably truly the hardest tightrope in life that we have to walk because if we allow our value and our self-worth to be solely connected to our production, then we'll never achieve a level of production that makes us feel like we're living meaningful lives. However, if we only wait for some day when to start producing in those areas, that will equally disappoint us. 
The secret sauce, I believe, is, ha- is having the correct and healthy habits that we can lean into on a daily basis that remind us that our value as a human being is a gift. That's grace. God is passionate about us accepting his love. When that is our foundation, then our production efforts become just far more fun because it's not where we find our identity. And so our purpose in life, it's just not far away. It's right here. It's right in front of us. And I believe everyone, every single one of us can live a life of purpose. And so we don't allow our titles necessarily, our career titles, job titles, things like that to be where we find our purpose, but our purpose can be lived out in them. And there are some titles that do show us where our purpose is, husband, father, friend, so on, right? And then ultimately that grace and production kind of just separately. It's not grace plus production. It's, it's two separate things. And I think that they're both uh, important. I don't know if they're equally important, but they are important to when it comes to uh, living out a life of purpose. So I don't know. Those are some of my raw thoughts on the topic. Uh, I think right now there's just so many talking heads, so many people out there, so many podcasts, so many preachers, so many things trying to tell you what to do and that's the hard part is I just want to avoid ever doing that and more of just sharing here's what I'm learning from my experiences and how I feel that I'm living into a life of purpose for myself and so this is kind of my recipe that I'm following and that I'm living into if it was helpful uh, let me know share it with a friend all that good stuff ratings blah 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 and uh, yeah so thanks for listening and in the meantime God is rooting for you and so am I